0: for the story behind the action catch Tabiso we'll soul musia weekdays at 7 p m just before we speak to Bruce, by the way, Bruce, by the way, we are aware of the incident of what happened to Nick Bester. He's been a friend of our show. He talks to us a lot between these uh, before these big races to give people tips on how they prepare for Comrades or Two Oceans Marathon. Marathon. We do know that he was uh, brutally attacked uh, yesterday in a mugging, and he was left for dead. And he went to ICU. We were told a couple of hours ago that he has been. Well, he's left ICU. He's been discharged just from the ICU unit of the hospital. We wanted to find out more about his condition but we can't get anybody to speak to us this evening about the condition of Nick Bester so we're going to try and move that to tomorrow but we are aware of what's happened to Nick Bester and it's something that we would have liked to cover this evening and we wish him a speedy recovery a 1991 Comrades Marathon champion of course but let's talk a bit of tennis now and tennis analyst Bruce Davidson joins us on the line Bruce, good evening thanks again for speaking to us here on SAFM
1: Yes it's uh, great to be on the show to be so, and good to talk to you again. It's been a while
0: thanks Bruce. We're in August, but we're only seeing the second slam of the year. Are you happy that it's going ahead that it's gone ahead
1: yes i think it's uh it's it's, it's, it's due to to go ahead um There has been some criticism as we we know as we um went into the u s open especially by Marion Bertoli at the italian uh, sorry the french uh player who has retired to one Wimbledon, got to the finals of the US Open, she called it a farce uh, with no, with the number of players that had withdrawn. There is a lot of players that have withdrawn. Nine of the top 100 men have withdrawn. 18 of the top 100 women have withdrawn. Uh, there is no mixed doubles. There is no qualifying. Uh, the players are in a bubble. There is no spectators. It is definitely a US Open of a difference. But it is going to go down in the records as a bona fide US Open. The winners of the men's singles, women's singles and the doubles will go on to a trophy. They will be the 2020 crown champions, and in history, they will have won a grand slam. So, let the games begin.
0: Yeah, they usually get about 30,000 fans in on any regular day there at Flushing Meadows. How different then do you expect it to be uh, without the spectators?
1: Well, I've seen the the videos. Kevin Anderson was kind enough to send me a video. Jeff Goodseer sent me one. Mm. So did Lloyd Harris. It is absolutely like a morgue. I've been uh, a number of times. I was there just two years ago, and uh, over 30,000, in fact, going to the stadium at a given time, Mm. and it is dead quiet. There's about 200 to 300 people only in the grounds. You can imagine how it is. They have tried their best to uh, make it as Comfortable for the players as possible. They've put makeshift mini courts around. They've put uh, uh, food outlets outside uh, for the players so that they don't have to be locked in the lounge. Um, uh, but it is very different. It is very different. It is a complete different atmosphere. And the fittest and the, uh, and the ones with the, the, the most strongest minds are going to win out there because it's not easy at all for anybody.
0: Is it true that there'll be no no line callers? Also, Hawkeye will do the work, and I believe even the ball boys and the girls must be over eighteen.
1: Yes, the girls, the ball boys and b- ball girls are over eighteen of age. You can see it. I've watched a, a few of them on on the television in the warm up tournament last week on Cincinnati. Mm. Um, there is no touching of um, the balls by the players at all, except when they serve. The balls are specially marked. So only the players that are serving are fed those balls, and then the uh, other balls are provided to the other player. It's quite amazing um, what is going on. Towels are are not allowed to be uh, held by the ball kids or ball boys and ball girls. And, um, yes, there are no uh, linesmen at all, at all. There was... um, uh, you know, um, this is a South African company, by the way, to be certain, oh. so from Stella Mush. How beautiful is that Great. That have developed this incredible uh, system? And even the net courts, as well as the footfalls, are called by the electronic. This is actually a bit of a problem for the regular Lions women and Lions men, mm. because who knows, maybe in the future they won't have them at uh-huh. tournaments. And we're so used to having officials other than the chair and on
0: court. Let's let's look at the fields now. Starting maybe with the South Africans, Kevin Anderson, with a very tricky one against Alexander Zverev this evening. What do you make of that tie?
1: Well, that's going to be an incredible uh, match um, for all sorts of reasons. First of all, Zverev isn't playing the best of his tennis. Um, he didn't do that well uh, going into the tournament. Um, but he has got a couple of matches um, uh, under his belt compared to Kevin Anderson. He's just come back from injury. You must remember, Kevin is very comfortable in the New York uh, stadium. He got to the final in 2017, but Mm. they played five times before. Kevin has never beaten the world number six. He's seeded number five at the tournament, because obviously um, Nadal... Um, is not playing in the tournament. Um, I think it could be a very good match. And I think if Kevin does win that match and he's capable of winning it, he's got a big serve and he's looking very sharp. Um, Even though he lost earlier in the Cincinnati Masters, he's looking really good. If he wins that match, I think he could go deep into the tournament. But it's going to be a tall ask for Kevin to beat uh, Zerev, who really, really is is one of the top players in the world at the moment.
0: And I know you speak to Kevin a lot. How is he feeling? Excuse me. How is he feeling ahead of the game? He's
1: feeling good. He's feeling good. He's he's feeling fit. He's said he's hitting the ball well. He um he he's not feeling uh, the niggles. He, he you know he's an ultimate professional, and he takes a long time to come back to play after injury compared to other players who try to run back onto court and actually injure themselves more. And with the lockdown, Kevin has had that advantage of really being able to recover. He is super super fit. Um, they rate him as uh, one of the top four fittest players on the circuit. And, um, yeah, he's 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 just lacking a couple of matches. And, in fact, uh, Jeff Kutseer was telling me that that's the problem with a lot of the players. Um, even though they're the top seeds and they're the better players, they just because they haven't played so many matches this year, uh, it's all very well going on to hit balls in practice. But when you go on to match play, it's a completely different animal. And uh, a lot of them are lacking that. And it could be uh, the, the, the nail in the coffin for a lot of, of those players.
0: And Lloyd Harris, does he have a chance against Marco Cecchinato, the Italian? He must have a
1: chance against the Italian, although the Italian was ranked number 16 in the world at one stage. He's uh, ranked 108 in the world behind Lloyd Harris, who is 95 in the world. Um, you know they've never played each other. They've never got uh, both uh, got, gone beyond uh, the first round at the US Open. Um, Lloyd Harris is playing some really good tennis once again. He hasn't had a lot of matches under his belt, but uh, I think he's got a chance. You know Lloyd's got an nice aspect serve. He likes the hard courts. He's done very well on the hard courts in the last couple of years. Um, his best run and. In, 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 in any uh, tournament play was on hard courts at the, in the U.S. Uh, two years ago. So I think that he's got a good chance, um, but uh, that's a tricky first round when you've been number 16 in the world, to be so, mm-hmm. you know? When you've, It's like being a, a DJ on, on SAFM. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you, you've got that advantage.
0: Yeah, for sure. And staying with the men's field, Bruce Davidson, is there only one winner then considering that some of the top names have pulled out like Nadal and Federer obviously undergoing that surgery?
1: Well, I think we, we must say that they're going to be missed, uh, Nadal and Federer, but, um, you know, Djokovic must be there as the, the favorite. He won the Cincinnati Masters. Um, I watched that match against Milos Ranic against, uh, Canadian in the final yesterday. Was an incredible win. he was down a set and then he came back to win in three. Um, he, that win it took him to 35 uh, Masters titles. He equals that with Rafael Nadal lagging behind at 28. Is Rafael uh, is uh, Roger Federer? He won't ever catch uh, catch them. And um, you know, Djokovic having won the Cincinnati Masters must be the favourite going in. But it's going to be a tough one because he's got Dominic, Tim, Daniel Medvedev from Russia, Stefanos and then of course Alexandre Zarev those are the other big challenges to, to, to the title and Dominic team to me is probably the closest one that's going to challenge him and all those guys I've mentioned um, haven't won a Grand Slam so this could be their golden moment
0: and these are the guys that we keep hearing that it's the next gen, it's the next generation coming through
1: yeah, it's the next generation, and definitely it, 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 it is a great chance for them. But, you know, Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer have been such, and Murray. Murray's back, of course, playing oh, yes, there, so it's yes, yes. going to be interesting. But, you know, those four players have dominated. If you look at all the grand slams that have been won in the last couple of years, it has been dominated by Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic. So the new generation, although we speak about them, they just haven't had a chance because the old guys are just too good.
0: And the women's field is it even more depleted? With four of the top ten not even there, does it make it wide open, or are there favourites here?
1: No, yeah, it's a wide open one. In fact, six of the top ten not there so. with the with, with extra withdrawals. There's 18 of the top 100 in the world not there. I mean, it's 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 a wide open. Ashley Barty, the world number one, is not there. Simona Halep, the world number two, is not there. The defending champion, who's world number six, Bianca risk is not there. Belinda Benchik, the world number eight, is not there. Elena Sitalina, number. The five in the world is not there. Kiki Burtons is not there. She's number seven in the world. It's going to be a wide open one. It gives uh, Serena Williams the best chance of equaling that 24th uh, grandstand title set by Margaret Court. But once again, she's battling with uh, fitness in matches. Um, but So it's anybody's game. But uh, if you look at the women's draw, Carolina Plasinka, the number one seed, who's the number three in the world, must uh, be the favourite. She's never won a major, so she must be uh, really, really uh, hungry to win one. But I think we really have to look at Sophia Kennan, the um, American who won mm-hmm. the Australian Open at the beginning of the year. She's seeded number two. She's playing at home in, in New York, very comfortable on that surface. And she's got a, a really good chance. But we mustn't forget about Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. who is a little bit injured, but uh, withdrew from uh, last uh, week's tournament to, to give herself a better chance she won in 2018 and then the one player that i'd like to just mention on air and i'll put it down on record is victoria azarenka won mm-hmm. cincinnati masters yesterday she's uh, been at the top of her game she's she's one of the best players in the world come back from injury and boy having won in cincinnati the cincinnati masters at uh, at the same venue as the US open gives her a really good chance uh, this next two weeks
0: victoria azarenka you said
1: Victoria Azarenka, remember the name? Great experience, loves the card courts, and she won a big tournament last week, which had some big names. So you know, who knows? But uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Serena get that that record uh, because this is her best chance with all those other players not there.
0: What about Kim Kleistas then? She's back. What can we expect from Kim? You never know with Kim, man. She's such a hungry uh, woman.
1: I've known Kim for so long. I've watched her as a junior. And I remember her first big win ever at Wimbledon over a great player was when she beat Amanda Kutsu, who was seeded five in the world. And I said to Amanda, well, Amanda said to me, actually, this is going to be a big player in the future and how right she was. She was the number one junior in the world then. Now, Kim has come back. She's uh, she's uh, She earns her, her spot there. She can do any damage because of experience more than anything else. Mm. But once again, and I'm just going back to this point, if you haven't played a lot of matches, you are rusty, and all of these players haven't played a lot of matches. Only those that played in the World Team Tennis season were fortunate enough just before the U.S. Open to play a couple of matches, and those that played in those exhibitions, except for Djokovic in that disastrous ex- <laughs> exhibition series in the Baltic. But those players have got that slight advantage. Kim Claysters is going to rely on her uh, her experience, and you know what she can do? damage to anybody because she's been there done that and got the t-shirt
0: Last one, a word on Raven Klaassen in the doubles there, how do you see them going and does he have a new partner now? Yeah, he has got a
1: new partner and that, uh, they've got uh, the seed at number 7 um, uh, they have settled nicely as a combination the first two um, uh, rounds on paper they should win, I think they've got a, a decent draw um, but you know in the men's doubles the field has been cut down and it Every single match is almost like a final. Um, but um, speaking to Raven, he's very confident. His coach, Stefan de is with him in New York, said that the first two rounds look, as I said, on paper, very comfortable. And if they can win those two rounds, who knows what they can do. They, 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 they are a, a strong combination that have grown into a, a very competent combination, Um, And let's hope that uh, it long lasts because Raven is just such a talented player. And did you see that award that he won uh, from his peers as as the player that has the best overhead smash in the game? And that was uh, something that was announced last week. The players all vote um, one of the strokes in tennis and who is their best. And he got given the best overhead. And that's out of all the players we're talking Nadal. We're talking Fedra. they all rate him as the best overhead player in the world. A great accolade for the Cape Oh,
0: That's great. I didn't see that one. Thanks, Bruce, for the insight. Thanks for the analysis. And we'll look out for some of those names that you've mentioned tonight.
1: Thanks, Tabisa. Keep your eye on the
0: ball. Thank you, Bruce Davison, tennis analyst there, helping us preview the US Open, which is underway um, at Flushing Meadows. No fans behind closed doors and players are in a bio bubble.